Do you know what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes and the only people there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends? From Buffalo, New York, it's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Welcome to the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where we are your backstage past to all the craziness that is Buffalo music in the summertime. My name is Ryan Gurnett, and I am joined by the fantastic Cassidy Dwan. Wow. If you say it, I can believe it. I can truly believe in myself. Thank you, Ryan. I think you're pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Pretty Thank cool. you very much. It has been a summer, though. After COVID, we're back. Infringing. We got oh, so yeah. much to talk about. There is what episode so much are we on now? This is. Uh, I'm going to call this for right now. This is episode 84.5. 84.5. And we're going to yeah. get into why that exactly happened. We're that also episode 84 was a doozy. That was, and we're going to talk. We'll talk about, about it. We'll talk about it. We're also going to talk about Buffalo Infringement Festival. We have Demaya in studio with us. Hi, Demaya. Hello. Hooray! We're going to talk about, she's a singer, songwriter, rapper, am I missing anything? Uh, producer, producer, sad boy extraordinaire, potato, you know. Excellent. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about the you potato on this later. You theater background too, right? Like you're yeah, I, I did theater for like um, six or seven years. That's a big deal. I guess, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. But there's much to talk, to talk about. about. But first. But first. My new, my new sound machine. Oh, wait. Okay. Drum roll, um, maniacal laughter. Should I be scared? So it wasn't supposed to be that evil, but it was. <laughs> As the struggle being real, there's something I'd like to mention briefly, but I think it's important. Uh, I am getting a divorce. Oh, and um, the reason I mention that on the podcast is because... He um, wants to solicit dates. <laughs> yeah. That is, a- that is absolutely it. No. Um, Call uh, 716. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. They know how to reach me. Um, the podcast wouldn't have been possible without all of Kelly's help from uh, the rides she's, she was able to give me to the financing. To, and allowing I mean, us to, she put up with us. Yeah, she put up with a lot of us in her apartment, in the apartment. She even co-hosted a couple episodes. Right. So um, we're still very good friends. I will still always consider her like a producer of the podcast because she was the one who really invested a lot of money and time into this. So For real. I just wanted to say that. So things are still good and I'm happy and I'm looking forward to, you know, whatever comes next. So... That was heartfelt and lovely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh Oh, my. But so there's so much to talk about. Um, So uh, let's talk about I'm going to talk about the last episode. Uh, (laughs) That was a doozy. So on uh, on what was it uh, Sunday August first? Right. We did a live episode, which usually is a giant fiasco. Yeah, They've, but it can be a lot of fun. Oh, they're they're always fun, but it just never gets something always like we big were banned happened. from Daily Planet though. Were you plan? Well, I mean, you I did mean, talk about dildos a lot. Things could have gone worse. I did yeah. talk about weird. Things. I wanted to just call it a personal massager. She just jumped straight into it. <laughs> so but it was about art. You gotta know that sometimes vibrators are for the art of it. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's what I'm. Let's not talk about is, is, it anymore. This is what Ryan. I should be telling women going forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, anyway, before you get derailed, we're at Daily Planet. I already am derailed. So we didn't, so, have, we didn't have the cable. Oh, oh no 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 no. How do we? Where do we start? Let me start from the beginning. So okay. I played a show at Milky's the night before with my band St. John and the Other Monsters. We played with Pocket Vinyl and passed out. It was. How Oh, yeah. It was an amazing show. It was so much As fun. Part of infringement. Yeah, and Pocket Vinyl and Passed Out are two of my absolute favorite bands. Uh-huh. And I, uh, Passed Out's like my favorite local band, and I haven't seen them live since COVID. So that night was fantastic. I saw some photos from the night. Can I tell you photos from Milky's with those mirrors and the lights? Like they look pretty rock and roll. And I'll tell you this, anyone who gets those photos and makes them look nice is an absolute pro because it is really actually hard getting good pictures because of the uh, mirrors yeah, and the lights. So, absolutely. Um, if you see any photos from my band from that night, they were taken from uh, by uh, Andy Gieb. That's from, always uh, great. Over and Out, Radical Operations, and Bobby and the Pedestrians. So right. if you're looking for someone to take photos, he's a good guy to do it. Anyway, um, I, I do some yelly background vocals. And well, the thing is, 
is, is, is no one knows our songs yet. So when there's haze, no one's doing the haze with us. You got to guide So them I right. really got to, I got to fill in those haze. I lost my voice. <gasps> so right, right. There's because like a middle that was point. The first message from you that morning was, and by the way. I have no voice. Uh, so no, there, there, you can like, there's a video and you can literally see the moment where I do one of my yells and it, I like my voice cracks and then it's gone. Gone. So I wake up the next morning. My voice is gone. The first message is from Demaya saying, um, I'm sick and I'm, I'm, you know, and we should all be safe. So I like, I absolutely have no problem with that, but she couldn't make the episode. So I spent some time trying to scramble and I got a few people who said they were interested, but on three hours notice there was just nothing we could do it was do. impossible so, but the show must go on the show must go on so then so I get to Daily Planet right and I have my fancy mixer and I take it out of the box and I automatically I just lose one of the cables mm-hmm. so as then one does Cassidy goes basically from the direction of my house to Daily Planet and then the second she gets to Daily Planet I send a message saying please pick up this cable I At forgot it house I'm again. really sorry and then while she I believe I texted my my coffee order to you so yes, that it would yes, be prepared I did get you an Americano arrival. I iced Americano it looked that's very right, tasty that's right um, and then while she was doing that I went to boot up my computer and it would not boot up it is dead like it, so it's like the Murphy's Law of podcasts like we had a series of unfortunate events. I can't think like the only way things I can't even think of a way things. The only way things could have been worse is if we showed up there and they're like, what What are you guys doing? Yeah, here? we're not doing anything. Today. But the people who and were the there PAs were broken. entertained. Yeah, no, we actually experienced. We had some we had some people who came specifically to see us, which right. I think is fantastic. Um, we ad libbed a fun episode for 45 minutes. We played my favorite game, Anthony Kiedis lyric or literal gibberish. That was a great time. Oh, God. You know, with a guest then from the coffee shop, which exactly. is. And we had some people who came out specifically to see us, and I didn't get a chance to talk to them because they they left a little early, but I wanted to thank them for coming out. I thought that was was really cool. It was probably me. I probably left because I was so offensive. Not really offensive. No, no. Not after you talked about dildos at Daily Planet. We already talked about this. 1.30 in the afternoon on a Sunday. (laughs) On a Sunday. On a Sunday. That's the worst (laughs) offender of it all. (laughs) It's the day of the Lord. Look what you did. Look what you've done. But like, you know what? Ain't nobody got time for that. Let's just keep talking about stuff. So let's talk about the whole festival in general. We are going to release that episode at some point. Um, I'm still putting a few things together. As a little bonus kind of thing. Yeah, it'll be kind of a bonus. So Cassidy... Did you enjoy Infringement Festival? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. We're working with a new soundboard right now. Uh, no, I got all these weird... We won't do any weird ones. Gongs. Oh, we can talk about gongs. Like, yeah. let's start at the end and work our way back. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, I can all do right. that. Because what happens with closing ceremonies is always kind of magical. And... Um, Agreed. Part of that is everybody walking amok from the old Wonder Moth co-op house to the parking lot at the Elmwood Holly or I'm sorry, the Allen Street Holly Farms and then Days Park. And the Gong Uranium, I got to help build the Gong Uranium this year. And th- that's an iconic piece of magic to me because what it is, Ethan um, friend of the festival for sure. Sure. Uh, I don't know if he listens to our podcast. Probably not. I mean, who does? But I don't know. I, I never don't know. know. <laughs> but the uh, the frame of this thing. So he builds out with actual boards and plywood. Um, how tall is it? Maybe twelve feet tall. I, I would not say that big. I was thinking more yeah, eight to ten, no, maybe. It's, it's definitely. I mean, I wasn't there in to the see it ten, this year. Ten so, foot range so, tall. Yeah, and then it's a uh, you know different kind of ladder board rungs where we have suspended gongs and jingly chiming bells. How many gongs yeah. were there? Because people didn't were asking. Count, but my gosh, wouldn't that be a perfect infringement trivia question? It should have been like a game, like how many. Well, like, are we talking like six gongs or like twelve <laughs> gongs? Let's Gong. talk. About, like, <laughs> oh no, definitely two dozen. Definitely oh, in wow. the realm of like a couple dozen. And maybe it was that tall then. It was. Maybe I the swear. gong uranium has gotten taller post COVID. No, no, it's it's the same maturing as it ever into was. a grown up. Maybe gong I've gotten shorter. <laughs> It is possible. <laughs> when my children grow taller, I think maybe I should every day, every day yeah. they grow, you shrink. <laughs> For real, no. So I got to build that and uh, play with some instruments in the park with children. The marching band 
that led both opening yes. and closing ceremonies was not our standard. No, it is a brand new marching band, a marching band that has no name yet that Demaya and I are both <laughs> members of. It was a wonder. I did take some videos of that. I was glad to have seen the joy of families and friends dancing. Oh, it was so fun having the... like the kids. Well, I mean, one kid kept kicking my foot on the on the way there, but Aww. it was still really f- <laughs> it was still really fun having all those kids with shakers behind us when we were going down. And we kind of started the festival with maybe like eight to ten. Members and I feel like now by the end of the festival we have about twenty. I feel like I we've added. Should, I've talked about this before, but shouldn't we have that all the time? Like the Joy Walkers. Oh yeah, no, this is going to be like a... we're we're. This is not just an infringement thing. Thank we're, goodness. Um, Thank you guys. Uh, <laughs> where some of us are going to be marching at uh, Music is Art. They've accepted Perfect. us in there. I know uh, a bunch of people are either playing there. I've got a fundraiser, so I don't. There's going to be every, a gong like the... in the silos. This just in. Doing my own sound effects. Hell yeah. We're going to do the silo gongeranium. And, you know, there's a lot of fun things that can happen in those silos. Oh, my goodness. For darn sure. So what else happened during the festival? I saw some burlesque. For sure. At oh, the, mis- the misdemeanors were excellent. I saw them. Who did you see? Uh, what group the was it? The glam vamps. Oh, I love the glam I, vamps. I was about and to it say was that. awesome because it was so theatrical. And I mean, it's sexy to begin with, but there was a variety. So burlesque is a thing where no one's staring at their phone. You know how you can go to nope. a show. No, nope. well, I mean people are like playing. You can have live music in front of you, and there's bound to be people staring at their phone. Burlesque at Mohawk. <laughs> oh yeah, no, all eyes up front. Yeah. Even even at I ne- wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Even at Nietzsche's for closing ceremonies, like we switch back and forth between the stages quick, and sometimes it takes like a song from the band in the back before everyone gets back there. Not for the burlesque. Like I, I feel like I could just put like like a finishing tape at the end and see who wins that race right to the front of the stage from the other side but i was thinking about it as an art and talking to oh, their wonderful mc whose whose name eludes me uh, she she was wearing a little black oh, leather yeah. thing she's got yeah. anyway yes yeah, yeah, she um, was she's a comedian and you know a lovely mc and we we're talking about just the whole performance and the idea that it is about the music it is about the theatrics there was like a whole set made out of cardboard as the one lady was doing her thing <laughs> yeah, i saw a little bit of that I'm, that was funny i'm all for it and the idea that in buffalo you can still find these events even during non-infringement days oh yeah is a cool thing too no milky's is getting back to having monthly burlesque shows and i don't need jesus i think that they have their is there there's might be even weekly the one well that they i consider on, it amongst so. the local music happenings because absolutely it is a performance it's, involving music, it's music in and a dance. music venue and it's you know good energy I've heard someone else does it I really want to have a live band burlesque yeah yes. I think I that friends would, out in Vegas who do that I think it's that would be fun. great where would you put it like I think it should be at a I mean you could put that anywhere I mean Milky's you could do that you could do Milky's you could do Mohawk you could do Nietzsche's I think I mean anywhere you anywhere you can put burlesque live band karaoke followed by burlesque you can just like get your Ooh. get your kicks rec room get your kicks isn't that where okay. <laughs> that is where they do the live band karaoke Mm-hmm. Right. So during the festival, beyond the burlesque and the marching bands, so there were let's go backwards, like you were saying. I bought a lazy D hat. Nice. A what? They were amazing. <laughs> a what? So the lazy ass destroyer uh, is a six piece band now. Yeah. Five or six. I think six. I don't know. Rocknut said he joined the band. Oh well, they they always have uh, Buffalo floaters. Uh, Rory McCormick joined him on stage at Nietzsche's. As he should. Lazy Esther Story was amazing. Was As amazing. always, they're the, they're one of my favorite acts to see. I won't shout their lyrics on the podcast. You'll have to look them up. If you look at my profile picture on Facebook, I do have the giant foam middle finger as sure. my as my. That thing is heavy. They're theatrical and they're present. Is that made out of foam? Is it made out of paper mache? What are we oh, talking about? It is made out of couch cushions. Ew! It is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and it is hot. Wait, whose like, couch did they destroy for like, this? Like, <laughs> I'm going to guess, I mean, one of the green jello guys, surely. That's even yuckier. Yeah, no, no, no. There's probably like, so I, I might I might have a skin rash because of it. And no, and like, so I'm only doing it for one song. I'm carrying it around. And like, it is so heavy. By the end of the song, I go from like holding it up above my head to like just kind of holding it. It's kind of like. Like like my arms bent and like my body's taking half the weight. All right. But uh, uh, no, we we had him at Nietzsche's. That Nietzsche. thing is a third to a half of your size, right? Is it not that big? I'd say it's about a third of my size. <laughs> 
And uh, he played at uh, he played at Nietzsche's, and uh, Rory McCormick, a, a, lo- a local saxophone player, joined him on stage along with uh, Cornell Ra- Racknuts from Hooked on Cassiophonics. And the show at Nietzsche's was fantastic. A couple days later, we had him at Cheyenne's Waxing Studio, right. just out on a sidewalk, and it was it was fantastic. For one of the songs, he took his mic into the street. He's like, I need an XLR cable. And I'm like, Do you need another mic? He's like, No, I need I need length. I need to get into the street. And I I'm need like, length. <laughs> All right. When Lazy D asks you for length, you give it to him. <laughs> and then they did another show. Uh, they did the Lawn Disco, and I wasn't at that, but I heard that was another fantastic performance. Um, I got to see Pocket Vinyl twice, which right. is always a thrill. Friends of the podcast, Pocket uh, Vinyl. So what happened with the art? The evening, uh, I saw them setting up at the hostel. I caught Christina oh, yes. Stock and... Um, Astrobula. Astrobula. Yeah, they both played good. They, they both played fantastic sets, by the way. Um, I don't know if it was because a storm rained out at Elmwood Market, uh, the last band that right. was supposed to play there, and I don't know if that was a part of it. The hostel got packed right around the right. time Pocket Vinyl was playing. Good. And I think it was a combination of people kind of just showing up for them and people showing but up from the Elmwood Market show. And I think it was a lot of people who just yeah. lived in the hostel who just kind of, or maybe were staying at the hostel who just kind of wandered in and was like, this is really That's cool. That's a cool place. So we ended up, I, I like, I, I have no idea. It felt like we had at least like 40 people in there by the end. And in that room, it's, you know, tall ceilings, but it's not a huge room. Exactly. Right? And, I, and I was happy I had some musician friends show up near the end of their set to watch Drive, Play, Sleep, which is their documentary. Anyone who's interested in independent touring and being a musician should watch this. Um, I always... T- I, we've, I've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. What year podcast. did that come out? Um, it's, it's been out for th- three-ish years, okay. three or four now. Yeah, yeah, they were the third episode of the podcast, and we're our four-year anniversary is in October. Oh my gosh! We have a show for Aww. that too that I'll be announcing that the next episode. You can't talk about it's it. It's going to be I, I not without looking it up. <laughs> There's too much to talk about, Casty. Okay. We don't have time okay. for it. So uh, Pocket Vinyl was there with a few of the members from Straight to VHS. So they had their four-piece band, which reminds me of Ben Folds Five with a Painter, and it sounded absolutely amazing. And because of the great like their discography is huge, I feel like every album they have has like 15 songs on them. I don't think they re repeated a song at either set which was absolutely fantastic too as a fan right um back to the calendar for stuffs um i really liked anchor they were a band i saw at holly sure. farms oh yeah you no, caught a picture of them I, too i took a picture of them um again someone's got a capture they called All themselves there. grunge but i definitely got like a pop punk emo vibe from them too with like a little like some harder elements yeah but i really liked i liked the vocals i thought they were cool i really liked the melodies that they had you had. seen them before you hadn't seen no them i hadn't i've been trying to book them in buffalo but i was mostly doing friday sh- for local music right. and they're from Rochester and they needed Saturdays so now that my schedule switched up I'm planning on getting them on some things but it Rochester been, is cusp it, of local I mean it's it's western New York but it's not Buffalo I mean right. there is a difference uh, who else is great Andrew Biggie was fantastic I don't right. know if you caught any of him no because he had that vocalizer machine yes it's, har- a, it's a harmony pedal harmony pedal that yeah. was cool through the streets of Allentown I find it he, he looks like Beck and he sounds like Beck so I'm still thinking he might be Beck oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking it's possible um, then we had makeout tactics at uh, open ceremonies and at Holly Farms they're down a couple members a couple of them moved to Boston so they're playing as a five piece now still extraordinary still one of my favorite bands in Buffalo um, what was really outside of the box to you like something that was actually uh, here's here's a fun story of nonsense I want to talk about was yes. uh, Broadway Market last Saturday oh please so we do three floors of music at Broadway Market we have set this up far ahead of time God bless you Cassidy God bless you Cassidy ah, blessed thank you so uh, we get we get there to set up the show at 10 a.m. First off, the diner I got there half an hour early for to have breakfast at was not open. Of course. Then I go to uh, the main stage on the first floor, and we find out that there's... We knew there was going to be an art installation involved that was going to be there, but we didn't really know what it involved. They booked the same stage we booked. They had it from 1 to 5, and we had it from 12 to 5. Oh! So we ended up like working out a, a compromise with them where we got it from 12 to 3, and we were going to be the background music for... They had a cafe where you could customize your own tea bags and stuff. It was really neat. That is fun. And their DJ didn't show up. So we had a sound system and music for him. So that was great. We had to cancel a couple bands. That's all right. We get to the garage in Broadway Market. Everything's pretty easy there as normal. We get to the roof. There is no electricity on the roof. Ah. 
There's like five outlets, including one that has two extension cords plugged into it that I think I just got into the locked door well, next they've to got it. Like the garden I could that probably on turn the roof, on. Right? So uh, not really knowing what to do, I threw a, an extension cord off the roof of Broadway Market into the gar- parking garage on the second floor. So we ran like, you remember those Fender Passport Series PAs, those like Dude. little ones? We had one of those in the garage and we had like a pro PA system on the roof and we ran both of them through a single power strip. <laughs> I don't Rock know roll, how maybe. Broadway Market didn't explode. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I believe really that, that that building has to be in, like completely invincible. There is nothing that will ever destroy that building, and that's how I know that. Ugh. So uh, we had that go on. Um, I gotta, I'm jumping Way back in here. Way to troubleshoot, though. Good Thanks. problem solving. Oh, my God. That was... And I, I really had to think on the fly on that but one. But there were a bunch of people up on the roof, and it was... We had more people at that... That was the, Thank you for mentioning that. We had more people at that Broadway Market, probably twice as many as we had in 2019 Good. which um, there's an act called Uber E slash Windy Gang okay. uh, a couple of rappers they drew about 50 people on the roof and nice. it was their first show and I was super impressed I'm actually going to throw them on one of my next hip hop shows they were super talented and like they had they drew more people on the roof than usually we get on the roof total for Good. like a full day with at least five bands and it's so much about the weather and the anxiety you have about like is it going to be doable honestly I've never had like it's always been hot on the roof I've, we've never had rain hot there. on the roof we only really had one bad day Did you have tents oh yeah always thank goodness and we're buying some this year because I'm tired of asking people to borrow their freaking pop-up pop up tents pop-up tents right like, like call for action yes oh I, I, I Pam Swartz has already bought a couple so I love it we're, we're, we're going in the right direction I'm just flowing through the list of performers to see what I really liked here I really liked it uh, we had a uh, ballroom and Latin dancing for people with wheelchairs I saw that some yeah. video of it we also had another workshop for people with uh, vision impairment mm-hmm. so I, I was really happy we had them um, it was great to see the bloodthirsty vegans again let's talk about how many acts how many events were scheduled i believe it was about 100 bands and about 250 performances and about 35 venues and i'm still tired yeah (laughs) so um uh i'm gonna fly through a whole bunch of them Uh, we had brian dubay he played a few shows i saw him at revolution gallery with his band which includes friend of the podcast diana nowak riffle and they're really good they're a really good like they kind of have like an 80s new wave pop kind of sound to them it's very uh very like spacey and atmospheric i really liked them um i saw demaya and you were awesome actually i think i only saw you as spud i believe i think so but uh you were great uh you filled in for us at uh what show was that no it was milky's i think it was yeah I forget what show it was though but I really enjoyed your set there and you played at opening ceremonies um, I loved your cover of You Ought to Know I thought that was great <laughs> I've heard two covers recently and it's the only two good covers I've ever heard of that was you and I saw Aisha Green did an R&B one that was really cool nice. so I mean you've been you were around for a lot of it you were played like three or four shows you were part of the parade what were your favorite parts of the festival? So I definitely I was unfortunately ill for <laughs> a oh, lot yeah. of it I did forget about that yeah because my little sister is it is what it is Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah i thought it was i thought the whole thing was really cool um it was super neat just seeing like you know this flood of art everywhere and like how excited everyone was to be a part of it and like hearing everyone talk about it so i definitely like next year you know, hopefully I'm not sick for half of it and I can actually, you know, see these wonderful musicians and artists that were flooding the city. But yeah. that was really cool. Overall. No, for, for me, like, that was my same feeling the first time I did it. Because, like, I did all this planning, but I had no idea. And when you actually see the people out there and you see, like, how much the community really enjoys the events, it, like, makes it feel really special. It makes it feel different. Uh, I'm also going to mention uh, uh, Carmen and Lizzie. I saw Duende. They were fantastic. Uh, fr- friends of the podcast. Duende's a great place, too. Yeah, I had never seen the backyard at Duende before. Ooh. I'd only been there around wintertime, so I was only in like the attic and the annex. Right. That backyard is gorgeous. I the was canteen uh, at the door to the magical nowheres. Oh, yeah. Like I only wish that like it was at night so I could have seen it all lit up because I bet it is absolutely gorgeous there. I really hope be able to put some stuff there later on because i thought that was really 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 cool um groups we had the dance party of missed covid holidays which was oh yeah so much fun how did the decor go for that 
Um, I, I, uh, everything was such a crunch that we picked up all of the supplies day of, basically. <laughs> um, big thanks to Christina Stock, who helped us decorate and put everything up. Uh, Demaya, you also helped us uh, take stuff down at the end, which I thank you for. Um, the, I mean, we had a bunch of shows going on, so we didn't draw great. But like uh, hearing Groove Cellar, a funk band, make like a samba version of the Dreidel song, <laughs> or they turned Frank Zappa's uh, "Son of Mr. Green Jeans" into "Son of Mr. Green Beans," like it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, and the, like a few things really stuck out for everyone's birthday. I get on the mic and like it's everyone's birthday. Happy birthday! There's cake, and then I just run out of the room, and then I emerge with cake, and people are like, "He wasn't lying. There's really cake." I definitely heard a couple people. <laughs> say that and i got this like i got this amazing the tops makes amazing spring rolls by the way i got this really nice <laughs> spring roll for like six dollars and i split it up into like 32 pieces i think and i fed everyone there a piece like of the loaves and the fishes ryan and the spring roll i just I, I i've decided my new favorite thing for infringement is just like bringing food and giving it to people because it was it was that the first day uh on uh, the broadway market i was handing out chocolate covered peeps and then um uh melting point uh right across the street from holly arms i got went there on sunday expecting like the full menu and they're like we only have a menu with five things on it and uh i saw you could get uh six gr grilled cheese sandwiches for ten dollars so yeah, then i just started handing like out grilled cheese in. sandwiches it's fun <laughs> uh megan meg sepka who's also from meg and the magnetosphere they came in from cleveland she did a solo show at milky's the band played a full show the next day at uh, the lawn disco i really enjoyed them uh the monochord orchestra is always one of my favorite things uh devin zimmer brings out these um these long piano strings on these homemade instruments he has and it sounds like they could be the soundtrack to a horror movie with all the scraping and echoing and reverb and cool sounds they make we had them outside of the elmwood market which i love having them in a big open space we had them in the garage of the broadway market which uh, made a very fun echoey thing uh we had my rap name is alex we had his equipment go bad twice and then we had drummers step in for him at opening ceremonies seth, seth uh, zelinski who was with <laughs> the marching band <laughs> yeah yeah his, um the mic on his ipad kept picking up like all the sound in the room and he didn't want it there he like he didn't want it to work at all but it wouldn't stop picking up so it kept it was just a revert like a, hmm. a feedback loop so he had seth uh, zelinski come out of nowhere and just play drums while he rapped <laughs> and then i guess the same thing ended up happening for his Mo uh, mohawk place performance he did and uh, a few members from Bobby and the Pedestrians were his backing band for about half his set I think Alex should just do that he should just have like the band after the him just whatever some yeah musicians down. are around <laughs> like like Alex can rap over anything like right. he's so talented that I, I think that might work out for him uh, No Time to Think was really good uh, my buddy Seamus um, he uh, he does folk music uh, kind of he started doing some Bob Dylan-y stuff now it feels more like a adult alternative if I want to call it that it's real nice and relaxing it's um, I'm into that. Uh, everything Pam Swartz does is amazing. Agreed. So Yeah, I just, I can't get enough of her. Um, we had Derek Hamilton and his Scrap Iron Army, his giant, the door guy from uh, Nietzsche's and much more. He builds these giant metal people made out of metal. <laughs> and uh, it was fun seeing them. Like, he had them over at the, the library. Iron Army. He, yeah, the uh, Scrap Iron Army. Scrap Iron Army. We had them over That's at the it. library. Uh, that was cool. Shannon Vanderlyn is, oh my God, I love her. She's always wonderful. Um, we had, I don't even know how to say it, Fudoko, which is an EDM Japanese DJ ensemble. They ended up being a ton of fun. And I'm good. You're good. Are you sure you're good? To get it all out of your system, there's so much to talk about. Uh, honestly, like I could talk about another 40 acts I saw, but like For real. Is, there's not enough time. We're already way over time. Cassidy, talk about. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about from the festival? Well, no. I think all in all, given that we had to scrap back from a fully virtual festival, things went off pretty well. Yeah. No. You know? No. We, we we had minor hiccups, a few cancellations, but um, my hairline has receded a little bit. Got to ask yourself, like, did magic happen? And it. Absolutely did. Yes, it did. Yeah. No, I felt... I, I had a... Like, even though I was very stressed out, I had a smile on my face almost for 11 days straight, except when I was too tired to smile and my mouth just hung open for a bit. Um, so, we're going to take a break. Um, this is... I, I have no idea what song we're going to play. Like, this festival ended Sunday, and then, like, it was, like, on Monday, it's like, let's plan something, and it's like, I'm exhausted. So, we're going to find something really cool to play here. Oh, you know what? 
hey Brandon uh, you've been recording stuff during the festival um, we're gonna play a clip from La Marimba Nice. Uh, it was from the Erie County Public Library. Uh, Brandon Conrad from Buffalo Streams Live and our friends at Guitar Factory was uh, nice. He did uh, he helped provide a PA and did sound for the festival and did a like a, he was he was a great help. Thank clutch. you, Brandon, who's sitting here in the clutch. room. So I, he got a really beautiful recording of La Marimba playing at the Erie County Public Library. And it's world music. And it's world music, and it's it's fantastic. They're so talented. Tiffany it must sound nice and outside. Ringo. Oh, absolutely. That's why I always prefer it outside. Yes. So we've already gone way too long so we're going to play some La Marimba and we'll be back in a minute here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com And we are back here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. That was La Marimba playing, well, something. They don't really give you the names of the songs between since it's a marimba <laughs> well, group. So it's something, it's gorgeous, and it's from the Erie County Public Library. There's a lot of original arrangements, exactly though, with their group. So it's lovely. And now we're joined by Demaya. Hey, Demaya, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Cassie, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm excited to interview Demaya because I actually feel along the lines of some some other guests of the podcast, she's prolific as a songwriter. It seems like you're you're always writing songs, yes? Yeah, pretty much. That's like um that's kind of my my thing. Like I I like tell your people, whole life it's been your thing? Yeah, since I was eight I started writing songs and I was oh, eight wow. and I still remember songs that I wrote when I was eight. Like I wrote this one song called Lost, and it's yeah. Like I still remember the melody. Did you get lost when you were eight? Huh? <laughs> I'm like, it's a true story. <laughs> um, it is a true story. I didn't get lost in the writing, but it was literally just like you know, probably from a kid's perspective, I actually was like lost or something. But it was like, as the days go by and the nights go through, I don't know where to go. I'm lost somewhere. Please come find me because I'm afraid I might get hurt. Like, wow. Was your family poetic? Like, were you among a family of? 
poetic musician. Magician. Yeah, we I'm actually a family of magicians. I'm not the only one who can misspeak. Um, what's his name? Um, David Copperfield is my uncle. No. Um, so my mom apparently like would write a bunch, but she never shared anything with me. And like, she was the one who raised me. So I think like it's there, but I was never really around it growing up. It just kind of, but it just happened anyway. But you were always expressive with your art. Like when did you perform? Oh man. I remember being in like second grade and like wanting to like sing in front of people. Like I've been, I have videos of me like singing when I was like, literally like two so I've been singing since I was like two and writing since I was like eight and like I remember trying to write my first play when I was about like eight and a half like just I don't know art just always sort of made sense to me and it's like I'm not the best at like socializing and it was sort of my way to get things out and even now like I'm doing like a songwriting challenge and I realize like I don't really know what's going on in my head until I write a song that just like that I don't have enough time to like where it just like comes out and I'm like oh that's how I'm feeling right now so it's it's weird I've yeah. I've taken note to your songwriting challenge this, this is like a song a day right and you're posting <laughs> them oh that is yeah. tough. Is, it, is it 30 days yep 30 oh, days oh that is tough <laughs> and then you're gonna have this whole archive of songwriting challenge and maybe maybe some gems of uh, already hit treasure kind of things <laughs> yeah i did it um i did it last year um a few people in the community were a part of it and i was like this is so cool and i loved it and i have like five songs from that one and i have one song from the past i've done it it's day six right now i have one song where i'm like i want to finish this and make it into a full song so what's is there are there themes every day then is that how it works or is it just I, freestyle um some people do write with prompts and i probably should to like expand whatever but I normally just like whatever comes out of my head is what I write I think prompts are helpful when you have nothing to write about but I don't think that seems like a problem for you (laughs) there's always something going on she's like I got enough to say (laughs) Ryan no but your songwriting is so storyteller Um, I really do appreciate the sophistication of your songs as I was listening to the clowning song and the the song that's on the Music is Arts so that's, Good Neighbors that compilation. That song is a cover of um, Anxious Kids Make Good People. There you he, go. Yeah, he is a, like he's a phenomenal songwriter, and he's great with his storytelling, um, Devin Mullen. And How cool yeah. to cover another Buffalo local artist. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really happy you mentioned that. You covered a Philip Stevens song when I saw you at Milky's. Oh, oh my gosh, I know so many amazing songs. I love that song. <laughs> I love that song you covered so I was uh, like I got goosebumps when you played that I've always kind of wondered about that like being someone who like because you don't see that but I always thought Mm -hmm. it was kind of a neat idea because there are so many cool local songs floating around you know and it's just I don't know for me it's like it would be a disservice to not play the music of the people that I'm around like I have friends who make this incredible music and like I'm doing cover songs why not cover songs of these wonderful people that I know and love like it just and I sing them anyway so it like it just makes sense to me um and did they come back then with comment on your voice and your take on their song um normally they're just like oh that's so cool that that you covered it um but do they say you sang that better than me no (laughs) (laughs) um philip do you ask them ahead of time i should but i don't (laughs) philip steven i I cover his song "Ooh" a lot and like michael um pharaoh actually on the good neighbors album as well does a cover of "Ooh." the whole album is us covering each other's songs oh that's awesome yeah concept what does what does it say it is though it's like indie folk or something as a genre and i'm like "Eh, it's hard to bottle this up yeah Yeah, give it a label we, we couldn't really decide because we have you know we had so many we had like singer songwriter people we had like people producing we had like straight up just like rock and it was hard to really put it under one category so i think that's what (laughs) (laughs) always undefinable indie (laughs) very good so yeah um so as an artist you definitely take on an artsy persona like you're you're bold and that your expressive nature is kind of out there in a paint me way I, I don't know like have you always do you do your own hair and makeup and theme yeah. for things yeah so I don't know I think it's just <laughs> being from Vegas like this is honestly the first time like 
with music that I've done solo stuff. Like this is like I've been I was in band, like I played clarinet for like seven years and then I did theater for like five years, five, six whatever years. Um and then You say did theater though. Well I still do theater. <laughs> but I just haven't done it out here and I've been out right. here for a couple years. Is it like were you doing like musical theater, like just straight acting? Like what were you both I did um straight plays and I did musicals out in Vegas, like and most people start when they're kids and I started literally like basically as I turned 18 and so like that's when that was my you know start to that and yeah I I don't know so I this is the first year where I've like what's what am I trying to say really like done like solo stuff as a musician like playing my originals for people as opposed to just like okay here's here are these songs that I have um and like in playing out I've realized like I love local music and I love what people are doing, but like I just, for my own sake, like I need to do something that's like, I basically need to keep myself entertained while I'm on stage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's because like if I'm bored, then I'm just like, okay, when's this gonna be over? So like, I think that's a big reason why I want like the theatrics and I want like the dancing, like it's literally to keep myself occupied or else right. I'm gonna wander. <laughs> but I mean, I mean the same, the, but you can kind of say the same thing with with fans too. So I, I think adding theatrical elements like that's a brilliant idea. And I think, moving forward I think that's really going to be the best way to engage audiences I always say that it's like I don't think sometimes being a good band just isn't good enough anymore like you have to have something to go something to catch people's eyes something to, something that they'll go home and remember and I think that part of what you like what the theatrics you do kind of help provide that your voice is memorable Absolutely. I mean when I'm listening Aww. to your tracks yeah. thank you so it's much. not necessarily like it's not your everybody voice I can see the versatility where like sometimes as I'm listening there's there's like that breathy pop kind of Billie Eilish cool thing and then you spit a verse and it's like Nicki Minaj kind of spitting yeah. a verse and then you're playing your guitar and singing more folk kind of like a little beautiful bird <laughs> I don't I don't know <laughs> and Thank you. so I, I see so much versatility absolutely in you as an artist and I feel like that probably comes too from theater and and being able to to put on a, a different vibe like that yeah for me so I feel like it's it's honestly even confusing for me but like I split up Demaya from Spud because I was just like writing a bunch of stuff and none of it really went together and so I was like okay well the stuff that I'm producing that's that can all go in one category and the stuff that sounds more singer songwritery that goes here and then the stuff that sounds like it belongs in a musical that goes here <laughs> um and so because that is one of my goals like I've wanted to be like a musical theater composer I've written like a musical it's not Demaya let's write a musical together absolutely um, yes you're like the third person that I'm like I got it yes <laughs> but <laughs> it's also like growing up I listened to like a bunch of different things like most people have their parents like influence for music and I didn't like I listened to some of what my mom listened to but not really so it was just kind of like figuring out on my own and so like growing up I listened to uh, what my older sister listened to which was a lot of like emo stuff <laughs> and then as I got older I got more into like folk music so like and like anti-folk like Regina Spector Andrew Bird Andrew right. Bird is my oh, favorite cool. oh my gosh um Kishibashi cool stuff like that and then of course in high school I had like a, a phase where I was just like I love Kesha and like <laughs> stuff like that and I so, had an I love Kesha phase and yeah. I was not nice <laughs> <laughs> she was great like she was yeah, great no somewhere. shame Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just like all of those things. And like, I'm, I think I'm in the process of figuring out how to maybe morph it into one thing or just keep it separate. But like, that's kind of what just how my brain works. Like, it'll write things that sound different. And then, yeah. As an instrumentalist, you find yourself picking up a guitar to write a song. You find, what is your weapon of choice? Any instrument I can get my hands on. Like, yeah. I... Um, I'm primarily piano. I taught because that's the first instrument I taught myself. And then after piano is guitar and then after guitar is bass. Um, and I, I like the songs that I write on bass because they're like, they end up being like a fun, like, I don't know, groove. Um, and then I will also literally just go into, 
I'm still a plebeian, so I'm using GarageBand right now. Hey, but hey, I, hey. <laughs> Nothing wrong with GarageBand. Until we had Brandon, we were recording on GarageBand. There you Our go. theme song. I, no, I, I don't. Like, I know it doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but I think you can still do really cool stuff with GarageBand. Absolutely. I love it. Like, the both of the tracks that I have on, well, yeah, both of the tracks I have on Spotify I produced using GarageBand. And, like, sometimes I'll go into GarageBand and I'll produce a track and I'll write a song that way. So it really just depends on how And I feeling. like that you're doing, honestly, because the clowning track that you do that on your own, yeah, built built the whole track out on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really smooth. Like, there's a lot of people who think that they're fancy producers who don't sound that great you know comparatively <laughs> agreed and i i oh. like that i like that your words are enunciated and, and in a way that i can really appreciate what you're saying and you use grown-up words you know what i mean I, I get really annoyed sometimes like there's a way to poetically yeah slur your words and like that's okay too mm-hmm but I appreciate that you don't. <laughs> that's, that's the theater person coming out. It literally yeah. is. And I like, I appreciate your appreciation, but also like the amount of times where people are like, oh man, this sounds like it's an, it, it, it would be in a musical. And it's like, is it because I'm playing piano and I enunciate? Cause right. that's, right. that's why yeah. it sounds like it would be in a musical. And so I actually have to like try to pull back the enunciation a lot. I have a friend out in Vegas. I worked at a piano bar briefly and um, people would love when I would sing Truth Hurts because they were like, oh, fat black person, you you resemble Lizzo, sing Truth Hurts. Oh. That, no, that was literally like the mindset of these you know drunken people at a piano bar. And he would always make fun of me because he was like, this is how you sing the, sing the song. Why are men great till you got to be great? And I'm like, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> That's true, but shut up. <laughs> uh, well, why don't we take a break? Are we going to play clowning? I Is think that, it, we have the track. Don't say the G like that, though. Clowning, I'm sorry. That actually does have the. Okay. Yeah. Clowning. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, we're gonna play that, and then we're gonna keep talking with Demaya here on the Struggle Is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. See. On Western New York. Gotta music. do my own whistle. Dot, <laughs> dot com. <laughs> Don't match up to your actions Say you wanna quit Then always come back, yeah Guilty hands only caressing How quick the guilt fades As we're undressing Yeah Got a hold, got a hold over me I shall let go, I shall let go Hit lock and delete But you know That I'd never leave Got control, got control over me Tell me, tell me that you're lonely, baby You only hold me, hold me when she's not looking Baby, I'm overthinking, sinking into my psyche, psyche You only come around, come around when you're feeling down Call me Pennywise, baby, I'm a clown Moses supposes this whole just 
got ghosted if my bestie wasn't six feet below I'd get roasted, toasted for taking shots I think we better not, but 20 bucks will end up That's a caviar whipped, cause he'll dip anytime He calls like Bruce Wayne and it is a bad signal I should say, na 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 yes I know It's lonely when I fly and hide on my mind goes Back into this primitive obsession I'm stressing and messing, I run on my lesson While I'm under your duress and all my knees confessing Expressing, distressing, tell me to come over And I'm still like, oh yes, I'm like Tell me, tell me that you're lonely Baby, you only hold me, hold me when she's not looking Baby, I'm overthinking, sinking into my psyche I you only come around, come around when you're feeling down Tell me, tell me that you're lonely Baby, you only hold me, hold me when she's not looking Baby, I'm overthinking, sinking into my psyche I you only come around, come around And we are back here on the Struggles Real Buffalo Music Podcast. That was Clownin' by Demaya. And we are back for more. I'm having a great time for more Demaya here. stories. Yeah. There's a Pennywise clown reference in the Clownin' song. Yeah. Nice. It's true. So it, it sounds like Pennywise. That's one that I didn't want to over-enunciate, but it's actually Pettywise. There you go. Call me pet, mostly because I didn't want to get sued. I don't know if that would help, but... <laughs> I like um, that. Yeah. Very clever. So being petty with my nonsense <laughs> so um who are your favorite artists in buffalo oh man you've seen so much i've so much but not enough i never enough never enough philip steven oh yeah of course like i cover his songs all the time i would cover them all if i could play guitar like him um sarah elizabeth um anxious kids make good people devin mullen just so brainy and his songs are just like I love them. They're wonderful. Um, what's his? Ryan Kaminsky. Oh, um, Ryan Kaminsky's great. I love Ryan. Yeah, I saw he's him at Milky's for the first time for a show right before Infringement Festival. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, he's awesome. If you could ever uh, catch the... Oh, what was the song that, that, that video he did for Band Together Buffalo? Was it... She, she doesn't like my face. That yeah, one? if you can, yeah. if you look up Ryan Kaminsky, she doesn't like my face on YouTube. It's a really fun video. I recommend watching it, and it's Kaminsky with an I. Yes, um, I'm trying to. Suddenly, I don't know anyone. <laughs> um, Tim Britt Band. Oh my gosh! Oh, I haven't they're seen They're so dialed I they're in. Good. I oh man! I re- one time I was walking down the street, and I was like heading somewhere or like waiting for something and then i heard something i'm like that sounds like tim Britman. and then i went up to <laughs> i think it was um soho and it was them and like it was my first time seeing them live and oh that's really cool it was really cool and they were just so like just dialed it oh grosh oh my god oh god. i saw them at a backyard show so i didn't really know about them until i went to this person's birthday party they were playing at the show they were playing the birthday party and i was like Oh my God, I'm in love with all of them. <laughs> right? Oh, absolutely. They're all so amazing. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. What's her? Hmm. What's it called? Oh no, Velvet Bethany. Oh, I yeah. saw. They're one of the first bands I followed on Instagram when I first moved here. I just followed. I literally just looked up like Buffalo music and followed a bunch of bands. That's what everyone who comes into Buffalo should do. That is a really smart thing to do. Yeah, and so then I heard their songs on their page and. I saw them live for the first time last week at Sally's birthday party. Over and out is also another oh, fave. Yeah, friends of the um, podcast. I mean, I, we do love them so. Um, but I'm glad Velvet yeah. Bethany is playing shows. This is good. Yeah, this is a yeah. Look out for. And then the one song that they just released was the last one they played. I was like so happy because it was the one that I really knew, and I was like singing along. I'm like, this is so cool. Um, but yeah, those are to name a few, and I feel like oh, Pharaoh. Duh. Oh, oh my gosh. My How God. do I for everything Michael Pharaoh does is gold. As <laughs> of the taping of this podcast they just played last night in Bidwell Park. And I, nice. I wasn't there oh, I personally, that, but I saw I the video from great. it. And you know, 
He's just a he's, force to be reckoned with. That, 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 oh, that's man. why it's, I joined yeah. Lightwalker. It's like it's like I don't care what kind of music it is. Well, like I'm in, and then and then the band broke, and then I joined, and then the band broke up. But no, like like his solo stuff, his oh funk stuff, the Lightwalker stuff, everything he does is fantastic. I can't as as a musician and even as a person. There's I can't say enough good things about Mike Farrow. Yeah, no, literally just a powerhouse human being and a wonderful person and yeah yeah <laughs> Demaya can we talk a little bit about your past and future projects that you are <clears throat> excited about you did play Riverworks a couple months ago right what? I did yeah how did that go that went pretty well it was my first time um like I said, I'm still really new to the whole, like, gigging thing. So that was my first, like, three-hour gig. Oh, wow. Um, and it was cool. I, I got through it. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun. And, yeah. Was that arranged through the Music is Art Alliance kind of stuff? Yeah. So they had their... They're featured artists on a particular... I, I don't know. It's like a weeknight evening, right? Yeah. So they did this. They have this agreement where Wednesdays for the summer, they have live music and the people are booked through Music is Art and people can round up their bills to um, donate to Music is Art. Oh, that's yeah, really cool. For like that's the duration awesome. of the oh, summer. that's awesome. Yeah. So let's say I was there and I put money in the tip jar. Does that go to the artist or does that go to the collective fund and then... Tip jar goes to the artist. Okay, yeah. good. I, okay. Did, I did that. <laughs> do that guys important to note so <laughs> do you like doing spud better or do you like doing the demaya stuff better i like them both like i as i'm like really figuring out what each thing is they're both necessary because there's the part of me with demaya that like i love putting on a show i love being covered in glitter and dancing <laughs> and like getting everyone to dance with me and like doing my rap stuff and like stuff that's just like high energy and then i like spud because it can be a little more reserved and singer songwritery and it's that's more of the storytelling like all of, a lot sure. of my songs i try to do storytelling anyway but more so with spud because it is so um more simple key. i do yeah. wish i yeah. had you to spud in the coffee shop with us last week that would have been good sorry give it time uh, it'll happen we'll be back there very good and thanks to daily planet for having us as long as that you're was to. a lovely experience sure mike is great yes yes he is yeah as far as future performances, what's oh. lined up for you? So this will be coming out on August 15th, just to give you a frame of reference. Um, let's Hopefully. see. I have... Well, can I do a shameless plug? Of well, course. This is what okay. here for you. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else she, are you doing here? I don't know. This is what you came for. <laughs> <laughs> so shameless plug um, for Demaya. I have a song that's going to be released at the end of this month on the 28th called Le Goub. It's a French word that means dismal, um, fun. I like well, French fun. words. Me too. <laughs> um... But yeah, that's going to uh, blah blah blah. I'm going to release that on the 28th, and then for Spud, I'm going to New York actually next week to do um, like a vinyl thing. So like I go in, I record, it goes, they cut it straight to vinyl, and then Ooh. people can pre-order. And so I would like to do that. How much does something like that pre-order cost? So the pre-order is 25, and then that's not bad. Yeah. Um, what kind of vinyl are you having it pressed on? Tell me it's colored. No, I think they just do it on the... It's like a clear... Cool. Oh, that's that's yeah. cool. Clear is a color, kind of. Be like, can I throw glitter in it? Can this be custom? <gasps> I mean, I could probably... Like, I could, I'm going to do a wholesale, with so I might be able to needle? put it on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's only the one side, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing that next week, and you can like choose the songs that you want to... You can choose the song, because it's only one um, How song. Cool. Yeah, so it's like a little like seven-inch vinyl, so that's going to be... Yeah, you can pre-order up until... The nineteenth when I or the twentieth when I go to record. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Is there a web, well, particular website for that? Yeah, it's least of all like L E E S T A V A L L. Oh, that's then, great. Yeah. Right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, and then spell, just spell it again, just because. L E E S T A V A L L. So when you look at it, it looks like a real, like a normal name, but then you say it and you realize it's a play on words least of all yeah okay um but yeah i don't know what else to say about it <laughs> <laughs> cool projects though and then performances i have 
a couple of shows next month. September. I gotta. Oh, I think I have you at Milky's on September 22nd for a hip hop show. That yeah. should be really good. It's uh, headlined by uh, Chris Moscato or Short Moscato from uh, 14 Trap Doors. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are you also playing the Music is Art Festival? Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah, I'm playing Music is Art as well. Um, and then I'm playing Penny Lane at some point on a Tuesday, I think. Good. Yeah. Good. I got to get more into the, the booking thing. That's well, my We got to get it where they're getting good, too. These cafe <laughs> spots and patios and oh, things yeah. in the summertime. <laughs> you know? True. Yeah. Cool. Know. Well, we are going to play another song. What song are we playing, Cassidy? Well, we're going to play the one from the, the Neighbors Project, which is actually, as we said, a cover. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be playing... Meteor Honey. Meteor Honey. All right. Well, this is Meteor Honey by Demaya here but, on these... But covered... Covered. From... Anxious Kids Make Good People. Gotcha. Here, I love that. Here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on westernnewyorkmusic.com.
And we are back. That was, what was the name? <laughs> I'm going to have you do the name just because brain. It's Meteor, honey. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we are back here on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. That We was just listened to Meteor, honey. Yes. Um, by Anxious Kids Make Good People, covered, covered by, by Demaya Brown. And I feel like... I feel like there's so much more I could talk to you about, really. And this was a lovely interview. Thank yes, you so thank much, you so for, much joining for joining us. us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. So we're out of time already. We are. Precious, precious time. We have, there, we have a, a whole bunch of shows and stuff to talk about, but we'll update you all on that. <sighs> in the next episode, we will preview uh, I Have a Planned Parenthood fundraiser. We'll talk about Music is Art and their big festival. We There's will... other festivals happening toward the end of yes. August and into the fall. If you wanted to check out the G-Lodge, I know Gabby has some big things planned for the end of Absolutely. August there festival-wise. And, it, you know, you got to take a little hike out to the woods, but looks like a lovely spot to to, to camp and then also the Folk Face Festival which I think that's September it's the end of September, September it's actually 30th, September 30th but this is why it's a good time to mention that you Absolutely. can get your tickets pre-sale and they'll be like $25 cheaper than at the door Absolutely. for that event awesome so on our next episode there will be a guest a guest someone <laughs> will be very interesting and we will play songs from that guest and this is what happens when the festival ends on Monday and the next episode's on a I Wednesday I think you did well you fared well your voice is here <clears throat> yes you know? yes it is it took four days but it came back so we'll have a guest we'll be talking about cool stuff and playing music and do and doing things as we do <laughs> so I've got some cool new game ideas that I'm hoping to debut in the, the I next did miss episode the game. I'm sorry you didn't get to join us for a game you you're too interesting. You have too many things to talk about. <laughs> That's a good thing. So, all right, folks. Um, th- things are brutal out there right now. So just remember, please be kind to everyone because we're all struggling. So uh, keep on struggling, and we will see you next time.